Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of Let's Talk About Brand was initially broadcast as a live stream in 2020. It has been edited from its original format. everyone, I am Christine Gritman, and this is Let's Talk About Brand, my weekly live stream on Friday on Facebook at 12 noon Eastern time where I talk about brand with various smart guests. And uh, this week, we have a fabulous guest, Ashley Graham, aka Your Brandista. Ashley describes herself as a publicist and empowerment coach. I love that word, empowerment, that works with conscious brands to elevate their influence through aligned media strategies. There's a few really key things in there that make it more than PR and more than personal branding. It's about empowering brands to really be able to get their message out there in the places they want and in the ways that they want. And it's about aligned media strategies because you know what? Not all exposure is equal. You want to make sure you get aligned media strategies that make sense for yourself and your brand. So... Uh, without any further ado, let's bring Ashley herself on to talk about this. Yay, Ashley. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Let's Talk About Brand. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. All right. So uh, let's dive right in. Uh, publicity, public relations, all of that. I feel like those are frequently misunderstood terms. So can you talk about, first of all, what PR kind of means from a traditional standpoint, but then also specifically what it means to you and the way that you do it? Yeah, absolutely. So PR, um, if you break it down, it's public relations. And so the act of, you know, running PR campaigns or having a publicist act on behalf of your brand is it's basically following media relations, which that's kind of how the industry has shifted over the years. It's, it's heavy on the media relations side, but where the PR element comes in is it's taking a business and an entity and shaping the public's eye and their perception of the brand or the business that's actually being the one being featured and being picked up in different types of verticals and outlets. And that's a really good point. It really is shaping the perception of the brand, which brings us to the next question, which is let's talk about personal brands, what that is, and how media, aligned media strategies, as you so beautifully phrased it, can really build upon each other. Yeah. So this is kind of where I always put an emphasis on the brand versus a business. And to me, a brand is more of building an emotional connection with your clientele or your audiences. Whereas a business is heavy on kind of the sales strategy and the business growth and things of that nature. And so when it comes to public relations or media relations, I mean, taking video, you know, doing a live video like this, for instance, it's getting a person or two people who are, 
very intertwined in the personal branding side and getting the audience to make an emotional connection with them. So that's kind of what I perceive as a personal brand to be versus just saying that, oh, I'm a small business owner or, you know, an entrepreneur. A personal brand is really making an, an emotional connection with the people who you are engaging with. And through the media, you're consistently engaging with your audiences and your connections and your network. And so you you build a little bit more of an emotional connection with them through personal branding. What is the advantage of building an emotional connection? I mean, I mean, because the thing is, there is advantage to being, you know, a thought leader and being an expert. But then that emotional connection element, I mean, that's where the good stuff is. Can you talk a little bit about why that matters? Yeah, I mean, emotion comes down to trust. And when you have an emotional connection with somebody, there's already kind of that that trust factor where, you know, you trust and confide in them to be able to share your story or share messages that are wearing on your heart. But in conjunction with trust, it comes down to familiar familiarity. And so it's like, yeah, like when you're just emotionally connected to somebody, you feel present with them. You feel that you've known them forever. There's just more of that kind of more personal dynamic there. <laughs> I love that. So how can that personal brand and media exposure, media um, being featured in media, really build upon each other? Yeah, well, so... With the media, I think in taking social media or doing video like this as an example, you know, it's it's taking a person of influence and their message and distributing it to the masses. And when you look into other verticals or other ways of getting your message out there, I mean, you're reaching targets or audiences that you probably wouldn't normally meet. And I mean, this is from a global perspective, whereas if you're thinking about traditional networking or just going out and, you know, socializing, you're kind of limited in the capacity to make that emotional connection. Um, whereas thinking about the media, I mean, it's global. The reach is way more significant. Absolutely. So when we talk about media, what are we really talking about here? What in your view constitutes media? Media, obviously social media, huge. Uh, thinking about video distribution, when we talk about live streaming or YouTube, I mean, that is a whole other type of media distribution. And then getting featured in reputable outlets such as Entrepreneur or Forbes or Inc., I mean, that's also media. And that's kind of where the media relations element comes into, but it also comes down to the relationship element where you're building the relationship with those editors, the writers, the people of influence that are found in those outlets. And you're building that relationship with them to essentially get your name recognized or kind of build that that trust factor with them to have them learn more about your message or the story that you have to share to get it picked up to then uh, get recognized with their audiences. And then that's kind of like how the funnel or the, the ripple effect works from there. So what kind of relevancy now in the days of social media and sort of everyone having a platform, what what makes traditional media, like you said, Entrepreneur, Forbes, Inc., things like that, what makes them still kind of worth it to pursue, assuming that they are? Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing is leveraging their reputation, reputation and the credibility that's already 
kind of well known behind those verticals. I mean, you know, just even talking about those, I'm sure anybody that's tuning in is like, oh yeah, like we know the reach, we know the engagement, we know the types of people and the influences that are found on those outlets. And so thinking about more of the traditional media approach, I mean, there's that credibility and the authority factor that if you were to get picked up an outlet such as that, there's, there's, that's where the authority comes down to play. I love that. And then, of course, there's online media, which works in a slightly different way. So how do those two sort of differ in terms of not only the value to the personal brand and the expert of appearing in traditional media versus appearing in new media, but how are the approaches different? Like, what are they looking for kind of differently in your experience? Well, so I think if I'm understanding this correctly, so it's taking like kind of low tier media opportunities while you're striving for higher tier media. And so, you know, if you're heavily pitching yourself to other media verticals like entrepreneur or Forbes, there's only so much capacity and excuse me if you hear any noise outside because, <laughs> um, you know, they just want to do yard work right now. Of course. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, say, for instance, you can only you can pitch yourself so many times to Forbes, Inc., Entrepreneur and Land Placement, but they already have kind of their Rolodex of the types of, you know, beats that they do per month and how like what the editors and the writers, what their focus is per month or on a per week basis. So you can pitch, 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 pitch different campaigns, but are they going to pick up every single one? No, the chances are they've already have like a Rolodex and their editorial calendars in place. Whereas social media, you have a little bit more flexibility of how consistent you want to be by showing up with your brand or your story. And it's just all about your strategy and approach as to the why you want to show up and share your story and what that story entails and then how you can kind of leverage that story on social media to continue to make that engagement with your audience to where if you go back to Forbes or Inc. six months to a year from now, you might already have another leverage or another story element that you can then contribute to value. Yeah. And, so and that's she- kind of. That's, yeah, that's kind of my inner workings of kind of the, the two different types of media, more from the traditional sense, but then social media being a little bit more immediate. Uh, now, you mentioned a couple of things that I really want to dive into a little bit more. You talked about social media and, and, and media and how they can support each other. I totally want to dig into that in just a moment. But first, I want to talk about something you said about how um, you really get to know a little more what different outlets are looking for and you get to know sort of how to get that angle in. So are there times when um, obviously people want to use media to strengthen their personal brand, but are there also times when the personal brand, um, trying to figure out how to phrase what I'm asking, <laughs> basically um, how, how media and relationships with media can almost kind of... Um, change your thought process about your own brand? I mean, in terms of going in that direction, um, how, how does that work? Is the media and what the media is looking for and looking to highlight in the ways that they highlight you something that you should maybe look at when refining your personal brand? Or should you just kind of do your own thing and hopefully uh, your rival will attract your tribe? Yeah, you know, my initial thought to that, and this is kind of, you know, my principles or my ethics as a publicist of what it comes down to. And there's three 
there's three elements. It comes down to intention, introspection, and empathy. And so when you're kind of like sitting in introspection, thinking about the purpose or the impact that your story brings to outlets that you want the masses to hear, I'm always you know, working with my clients and working with myself as well as just like, okay, where is the intentionality coming from? And is this a story of impact that's relevant to share right now? And so, yeah, I, <laughs> I think I'm getting like sidetracked on that question, but, um, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, if we really just wanted to kind of like babble this out right now, and this is something that, you know, I'm even still working on from my story element that we can easily, our mental health can easily be affected by the type of media that we consume. And if oh, yeah. we look at kind of the, the media elements of 2020. I mean, we consume so much more media than we did at the beginning of the year because we have had to shape and shift our lives in a way that nobody, you know, ever could saw, like could ever see coming. And so, you know, from the minute that we wake up, I mean, we're on our phones, we're on our computers, we're just soaking up other people's opinions and their emotion. And if you're anything like me, I mean, I like, am like a wet towel. I like take it all in. <laughs> oh, yes. And and, and so that's kind of where the, the introspection and the intention comes from, that it's like, if you are going to be a person of influence and you want to be an authoritative figure, like really sit with those emotions and your story to be, okay, if I'm going to impact somebody with this story, how can I impact them for the better? If it's just for bragging rights, I don't think that the, the success is really going to be there long-term. Like, yeah, you could be like, oh, I you know, I hit a million dollar year and that's definitely bragging worthy on certain outlets, but what impact does that make long-term? Yeah. What is your influence? Not influence for influence's sake. What are you being exposed for? Not exposure for exposure's sake. I just wanted to uh, share a few of the uh, reflections that people are sharing here. Uh, Jeremy says, emotion comes down to trust. That is very, very true. Uh, and Tim says, trust is a fragile flower you need to let grow and protect. Mm -hmm. And media is a great way to grow that, right? Absolutely. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um... And Jeremy says, could you assume that building relationships is more important than trying to push your brand to them? So let's talk about that in the context of pitching to media. Yeah. And actually, this is phenomenal 
Because thinking about One Pitch with them being the giveaway sponsor of the show, I wrote an incredible piece for them that ended up like trending on Google. I mean, nice. probably on the first page. That was definitely like, good job, Ashley. <laughs> but um, You're a thought leader. But, yeah, it was kind of my perception of, you know, PR obviously shaping the public's viewpoint of a brand or an organization or an entity, but coming down to people relations. And there's two different elements to this. So it's like as a service provider or as somebody who offers a service to someone, there's obviously a level of support and guidance that you have to be as an individual to service your clients. That's obviously people relations. But when it comes down to media relations in the traditional sense of just pitching to get your clients picked up, oftentimes I've seen that you kind of disregard the relationship that you're building with the media influences because you're so heavy on satisfying the client by pitching, pitching to get placement. Or that's where I think the disconnect comes from, that it's like we have to treat our media influences, our, our bloggers, our influencers, our editors, our writers with the same integrity that we would treat our clients because they're the ones that are using their brain power and their creativity to actually take a story angle and pick it up and then leverage their influence with the outlets that they are found within. And so it just comes down to PR, but the people relations element of just building better relationships with people, whether that's your clients, your influences, and your audiences. I really like that. Uh, a new suggests uh, tying a strong news angle with brand or your thought or perspective on industry trends or situations. That's certainly a way to be relevant. Um, yeah, absolutely. So now I want to talk a little bit more about social media and public relations um, and how they can feed into each other. So, so a two-parter, basically. One of them is how can having a strong personal brand presence on social media help with getting media exposure? And then the other way around, how can you leverage those media exposure opportunities on your social media to strengthen your influence even further? further. So they work together, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, the infinity symbol. One fuels the other and then back again. So social media, and I've said this a million times that I almost sound like a broken record, but it's yep. like social media is PR. I mean, it's when you think about leveraging outlets such as Haro or even one pitch, I mean, that's a distribution channel, but social media is the largest one, let alone you take how many different types of social media platforms are out there nowadays. And, and let's be real, it's kind of exhausting always having to manage all of them if you really want to be found, but there's so much value that you can get out of just leveraging your personal brand on social media. And when it comes down to the PR sense, and I'm just going to use an example of what I've seen recently, a good friend of mine, Mariah, did a TikTok, which ended up going viral. And it was picked up by BET and a lot of other like large like TV broadcasting channels. Wow. And I think it's just it keeps circulating. And that was just from a video that was done on TikTok. And now there's all this these shares and these retweets or wherever the the content's being circulating. And now it was actually like picked up on, you know, one of uh, a TV broadcasting channel. And so that's not always the case. Like you can produce so much content and be really consistent, really be really good at it. And when you think about the PR sense, 
things don't always trend. It's actually kind of a rare uh, occurrence if something trends, but that's where you mean, the let's go viral is not a strategy. No, no. <laughs> and, any, and if anybody ever tells you, they're like, yeah, I'll get you uh, I'll get you trending in like a month or so. Then no, sorry. It's just not guaranteed. <laughs> so yeah. that does hmm. not work. We both no. got our copies, by the way, I see. <laughs> I it at all. And I was like, I got to get some. <laughs> oh yeah. Got to have that coffee. Keeps us going. <laughs> Um, but yeah, hopefully that, uh, helped answer that question. And, you know, from the consistency perspective, you know, if you are really consistent on social media and you keep showing up and you produce good content that has that impact factor of not just posting to post, or you're just posting things that don't really bring value to someone, then that's kind of where the opportunity to go viral or the opportunity to get those pieces picked up on other platforms, that's where the good stuff happens is if you really fo focus on the value factor, because um, then there's a lot of opportunity on the PR and the media side if you're providing value that someone's obviously resonating with. And then the other side of that, so once you've gotten these media opportunities, what are some ways to use them to strengthen your social media brand? How should people kind of shout that off the rooftops in a way that's going to be strategic and going to lead to more as opposed to just posting about it? Yeah, uh, there's, oh my gosh, there's so many different ideas that you can do. But one thing that I've seen, you know, to be really successful and kind of thinking about, you know, the relationship with the One Pitch brand and your brandista is obviously taking two different brands essentially and trying to find a way to collaborate with one another, you know, and I'm just going to use that as an example because it's a really good example where it's like, you know, I use the platform for my clients, but in turn, because of how frequent I use the platform or how engaging I am with them on social media, because I'm usually a cheerleader for the brands that I really engage with that that turned into an article writing piece, which now in turn turned them into a giveaway sponsor for this show. And so if you're kind of follow that same dynamic, like say for instance, you were picked up an entrepreneur and you had a writer that you really resonate with, like maybe you can bring them on your show to be like, hey, I really wanna talk about this piece that me and this editor wrote, or not wrote, but like that we worked on or we collaborated on together because then now it puts them in the limelight where you're then talking about the piece again with links back to it if people want to read it and dive further into that. But then it's just building that trust and that emotion factor between you and that editor long term because now, you know, they, they scratched your back, you're scratching theirs, and it just it keeps the conversation going from there than just being like, okay, I got a placement and I'm just going to leave it as it is. Yeah. It makes it more of a mutual relationship rather than just transactional. That is huge. Yeah. And let's bring on some questions from our Tuesday Twitter chat, chat about brand. Uh, Jeff Marie wants to know uh, two questions, actually. What's your advice to those trying to break into the industry, the PR industry? And what do you think will be needs of Gen Z? in terms of PR as they grow up and enter the workforce? Because it's, of course, changing. I mean, you're in the midst of that change. Honestly, that question kind of intimidates me. Like, I've never actually really thought of it. Um, yeah, but I think it's like just somebody trying to break into the industry. If you can learn one, or if you can just familiarize yourself with one element of media relations or PR, it's where social media comes into play a huge factor to that. 
Um, and I mean, you can just familiarize yourself with the types of content that people are putting out there, the conversation that they're having and finding mentors that are either in the publicity space or just content creators. I think the term, when we think about influencers, influencers are definitely publicists in a way because they know how to pitch themselves to brands, let alone they know how to kind of work out those agreements of whatever that collaboration looks like. And so the reality of the situation, if anybody's you know on social media, you kind of are doing your own PR in a way you're just not really thinking about it that way. And so chances are everyone's kind of their own publicist nowadays, um, if they have a presence on social media. I love that. <laughs> and then we have a question from Jeremy. So he said, based on your pictures, he loves your style. And uh, he's kind of and he's kind of wondering how you style your personal brand and what made you choose the vibe that you have pursued. You've got a very kind of clean, beautiful aesthetic, and the coffee is certainly part of your brand. So how did you really come to that? Yeah, I have been in multiple directions with my brand, if I'm going to be completely honest. And where it really just resonates and feels good to me is focusing on my quirky personality and just like the weird things that I'm inspired to share. And so if I'm really going to like talk about my social media strategy, I have no real strategy for myself, but it's like if Keeping I have real. a message, yeah, if I have a message that I think is really impactful or, you know, during my own meditation or my own introspection, and I'm actually working with a my own kind of transformational coach. And she is such a content muse for me because when we have a breakthrough, that's something that I'm like, oh my gosh, I can share on my social media. So when I think about my content, it's bringing my audience or my connections to live my own shared experiences of the breakthroughs that I'm having as a person. And I mean, that's all real time. And sadly, I'm running out of like uh, photos to recirculate. I really need to do another brand shoot here soon. <laughs> But that's just kind of my approach. And it, it just feels good to me. And, you know, from a, an analytic standpoint, it shows that that resonates more. Because when I was doing more of social media content management for clients on my previous agency side, you know, it's definitely building out more of your content calendars and having the pretty feed. And like, that's all great. And it's fun. And it's engaging. It's definitely, you know, quirky. But personal brand if you are going to focus on a personal brand a personal brand is you and people want to connect with you and it brings that emotional and that trust factor back to the to the screen i really love that and that and that's so true you know having it not be so perfectly planned and placed having it be bringing people along with you on the journey just makes it that much more human and makes people trust you that much more certainly absolutely Awesome. Ashley, tell people uh, where they can find you, why they should find you, all that good stuff. Yeah. So I am across majority of platforms under your brandista. Um, definitely find me on Instagram with the launch of Instagram reels. I am nerding out over those hard, <laughs> like hardcore right now. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. I'm definitely more uh, kind of active over on that platform. But I also, and this is just a, a shameless little plug, I'm trying to grow a Facebook group and I'm realizing that that is its own channel that I really have to figure out what I want to do with that. 
but you can find the group, uh, the conscious, I think it's called conscious PR. So it's a, it's a Facebook group. It's called the conscious PR community. And I do want to start going live to talk about what it means to live consciously when it comes down to the media's perception. So definitely covering more of the industry stuff, but I also want to do just kind of like friendly check-ins to be like, what's your story? How are you feeling? <laughs> Things yeah. of that nature. Now's the time for that. Absolutely. It That's is. fantastic. So conscious PR, is it just for PR professionals or is it for just about anyone? No, I, I don't want to niche it down to just PR professionals. And again, what I to recap what I said earlier, it's like if you are on social media, especially from a brand's perspective or if you're an entrepreneur or you work within a company, you kind of are already in the PR industry in a yeah. sense. And so I think the group can be for a wide variety of professionals and individuals. So we'll see. I it's love new. that. I'm <laughs> definitely going to check out that Conscious PR group on Facebook. Thank you so much, Ashley Graham, of Your Brandy Stuff for being here today to talk about personal branding and publicity. It was great having you on. Thank you so much for having me. I loved it. Yay! And I want to remind everyone that I do do this show every single Friday at 12 noon Eastern, and I also have a Twitter chat. So my Twitter chat is on Tuesdays at noon Eastern. I like keeping it simple. Twitter Tuesdays, Facebook Fridays, all at noon. Very easy. So our chat is always on the same topic as the Friday show is going to be. So next Tuesday, our, our chat is going to be about branding with expertise and what that even means, because then on Friday, our guest is going to be expert Ramon Ray. And Ramon is a great guest. He's super high energy. I'm really looking forward to it. And he is going to talk about branding with expertise, what that means, why you'd want to do it, all that jazz. So please do join us on Tuesday for Chat About Brand, on Friday for Let's Talk About Brand. I'm Christine Griffin. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk About Brand, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Christine Gritman, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Heil, and edited by Christine Gritman. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com.